What up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? Very, very well. How are you, man? Doing good, man. Just trying to keep it together, bro. <laughs> trying to keep it together? What do you mean? Just, you know, same old shit. I don't know. Just like, I don't know. I'm not used to being this busy, man. Like, <laughs> just like, it's it's good. It's good. But it's just like, I'm not, I'm really not used to being this busy. So it's like, trying to just not screw things up when it's going right. You know? <laughs> We're like, I built up all this momentum. Yeah, work, man. Work my ass off to, to get to this point. And yeah. now I'm trying to keep it together and not screw yeah. shit up. I got so yeah, and then it's like, it's like, what am I, what am I keeping together exactly? <laughs> so anyways. Um, mentor told me one time, he said, just make sure that you're happy about being busy. Yeah. Make, make sure that you don't get like frustrated because there was one time where I mean we had worked our ass off to build this company up um, I mean we literally worked probably like five or six months barely making our bills and then um, you know because it was a startup and so we just dedicated to it we were just scraping by and um, it was like started hitting like 10k weeks 15k weeks in commissions uh, you know, just myself alone, you know, I was leading our group and, and making about 10 grand a week, but there was some contract, there was some contract, there was this one day where I just got so frustrated with contracts and my, 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 my mentor and the owner of the company was like, Hey dude, like you got to make sure that you're excited about this. Otherwise the universe is going to be like, Oh, he, he doesn't like this stuff. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I won't send him any more of this stuff. Dude, I've, 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 I've noticed that too, man. It's like, cause you don't, I don't know. It's like, you don't, Gary Vee says it a lot like the micro and the macro of things like just it's hard to kind of shift between thinking big picture and small picture because it's like your small picture until you get there and then you got to slow down and look at big picture on why you can't get mad and it's like it's so I don't know it's weird but um, yeah but uh I mean I kind of I guess we can just hop into it man that way it's not like an awkward transition or anything you know um what uh what did, I guess what have you or I guess I'll start I'll kick it off and everything with how you and I met um you know I think it was 2017 somewhere in there and I just got my real estate license I was looking for some side work and stuff in the midst trying until I could get that bigger check and everything and I remember going to a networking event in New Braunfels and I met you there and I was you know as I am now but I was then just getting curious about the marketing and all that kind of stuff and you obviously recognize that pretty quick and we're like hey man come and uh come check us out over at easy marketing you know you could do other type of sales and we could get into it and do pretty well and I was like you know that could fit into my schedule so I did it and um I felt like I learned a ton. You know, I didn't, I had zero success. I don't think I sold anything when I worked there. But uh, I learned so much there, like working with you guys, because I was at a broker in New Braunfels at the time that didn't really like, not at fault to them, but just wasn't the best environment for me to educate me and stuff. So just kind of being where you guys were, it helped me a lot um, because y'all were younger and more aggressive and stuff like that. And it just, you know, teaching me things like um, the Earl Nightdale, you know, like y'all did a lot of really cool stuff there that was just like reprogramming the mind, I think. And um, so, I don't know, that's that's something to me that really stood out with you, some, I don't know, good qualities and stuff, but I figured 
give I'd give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and um, you know give give some give some of your story. You know, like how you got into uh, I know because I know you better than anybody's gonna be or probably gonna be watching this at first. But I know you started kind of in timeshares and you you've dabbled in a lot of in a lot of different industries. So you're pretty knowledgeable about a lot of different stuff. So just tell people how you got into financial advising and, and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Do you want me to um, just kind of do a recap of just kind of my professional career? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that that with like maybe little bits of what drove you to taste those different um, industries, I guess. Okay. Uh, cool. Try not to be too long-winded because there's, oh, there's no time. <laughs> so. Definitely a lot to it. And, and I don't mind sharing, uh, you know, when I was doing the coaching and stuff, I found out that kind of sh through sharing my story, it kind of allowed people to kind of open up a little bit. Um, but I think I, I think I typically did it probably like 15, 20 minutes, maybe max. I think I probably took to just kind of share, you know, hey, why I got into sales in the beginning, you know, what what drove me, you know, uh, to even go live with a shaman in the mountains and, um, you know, kind of everything in between. So hold up, you live with, I didn't know that part. Yeah, I, I left the Caribbean to live with a medicine man uh, in the foothills of Pikes Peak. Really? I lived with him for a year. He kicked my ass for a year. What uh, what made you want to do that? Um, I was um, just kind of not satisfied spiritually. Yeah. I, I had a huge passion for uh, anthropology, theology. You know, that I was self-taught for you know, the better part of 15 years before I met this guy. Um, and then when I was in the Caribbean living in St. Martin, I just kind of had this realization that, you know, success and the position of your success is not equal happiness. And I spent, you know, I was spending, you know, majority of my life working on something that I just needed to do, I needed to make money. And then I was spending the other kind of 10% doing what I was actually passionate about. And because I was a single guy, I didn't have a kid or anything yet. I was like, let me switch this up. Let me do 90% of what I'm passionate about. Um, and really, you know, the big thing about me is, is serving people. So, you know, how can I, and that's been, you know, I used to think that it was like my purpose in life and come to find out it's just my passion. Um, is I like to learn stuff and then give that back to people. So I felt like I really need, you know, I'd cut my teeth in sales, I'd cut my teeth in personal development, and I felt like it was just kind of time for me to cut my teeth spiritually. And, and when I was in the Caribbean, um, you know, I, I did a few things that kind of, you know, the universe helped me out, and uh, I was welcome to go live with this guy. I was the seventh person um, and the last person that he really, like, took in and mentored. Wow. That's crazy. So what do, what do you feel like, and I want, I want you to keep going on what you were talking about, but I, that's interesting um, to me. What do you feel like, you, did you feel like you took away from that experience? <laughs> uh, living with the medicine man? Yeah. Are we, are we recording right now? Yeah. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, well, the, uh, <laughs> it changed my life. I, I've, I've never been the same person. I was a, a completely changed person. Everybody that knew me really well, um, you know, when I came back to visit even halfway through living with them, they could just see that I was a completely changed person. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it had to do with 
the kind of energetic mastery that this man has um, and just kind of how he was able to really pick me apart and and strip me down. Yeah. Um, he practices a Toltec tradition uh, that I was already studying prior to going and living with him. And um, he uh, studied under a few medicine men himself, you know, growing up. Um, but between the Toltec practice is very pragmatic and very practical and the, one of the first things you have to do in the practice is they call it killing off of oneself so you have to kill off your self-importance so they, they, they believe that self-importance and self-pity are the biggest enemies to a man of knowledge so yeah. he immediately especially me having to kind of wear this egoic um, facade in sales and be so successful doing that because I was a closer you know I was a trainer, a closer, director. Um, so he had plenty of, plenty of uh, inappropriate, negative, fake energies to attack, right? right. Uh, so it was really intense. I would hike sometimes like 10 hours a day just to stay away from it. That's awesome, man. And real quick, because I, I do have another question on that, but I, the way you just said that is I'll post, because when I'm on Instagram and stuff, I don't know if... Um, I try to separate it from a lot of stuff that people see on Facebook because I know that it's an audience thing mm -hmm. and it's it's like it's just like walking into a room and you know I'm, I'm clearly going to be one person with my friends and one person with my family but I try to keep it as like balanced as possible in there mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I've noticed is it's like kind of a facade that I have to play on Instagram and these other places is you know uh, I think for people, because I do want to kind of, I don't want to be a coach. I don't want people to pay me to, you know, I want to just give people free stuff and it makes everybody better and stuff. But uh, like the, um, crap, what were we just saying? I lost my, lost my train of thought. You're, you're talking about kind of having a certain facade on. on right, right, right. So on Instagram, it's like, it's like, you know, I'll say things that it's like, okay, it's from the heart. It's overly aggressive. I know some people won't take this the right way. And I realize it's like, what I'm really doing here is, is like people, I used to always say like, if the shoe fits, you know, then, but really what it is, it's like, I'm not coming at the individual because I'm really saying it because I believe the individual could do better. What it really is, is like you said, like coming at the different egos, like what's driving the egos and in individuals from that's, that's not letting people put themselves out there to be the best person they could be. Yeah. Um, and, and really it's like, you have to just kind of go at the ego, not the individual and kind of break that down and rebuild. So it kind of sounds like it, he had a way over there of, of doing a similar thing. Um, but he, more, <laughs> the only thing that's sacred to him, um, and even in the Toltec practice is, uh, conscious freedom. Um, okay. and so having your conscious be, you know, completely free, uh, in the sense of, you know, not committing and subscribing to things that don't serve you, um, and um, eternal well-being. You know, so the only thing that really mattered to him was not Matt Sabo. He he could care less about Matt Sabo. What really mattered to him and what he loved was the energy that animates my body. Okay, uh, and that's kind of what what he was trying to make very clear is that Matt Sabo not real as much as I wanted to believe that um, you know I remember I remember finally like you know I'm very studious and I'm a big fan of modeling as a form of you know being successful mm -hmm. and so um, I was just taking this guy's shit for weeks and weeks and weeks and finally I remember being in his kitchen 
And this dude was an energetic master. Like if he wanted, like if you go into his house, it feels amazing. Like it just feels amazing. Right. You know, he taught me to create a, how to to create a safe space for people. Okay. Um, It's a real thing, energetically. Um, Okay. And, but he could also make things really intense if you wanted Real quick, um, what what did what did he teach to create that safe space? Like nothing too elaborate, but just kind of a couple pointers on it, maybe. Um, you know, you have to, and this is kind of what I was getting with, uh, what I was going to kind of comment about, like the facade and social media and stuff like that, is that you can't provide a safe space for other people if you can't provide it for yourself, right? You can't give what you don't have. So a lot of it, and this is what he says a lot of times is, you know, the reason why I know you so well is because I know me so well. Um, and so if, you know, and, and of course there's all type of, you know, uh, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say redundant, but, um, you know, just, uh, you know, very, a lot of people, a lot of people speak about the different philosophies about, Hey, you know, if you're good here, you're good there. Right. You know, kind of like, as long as you're worrying about yourself and you're doing good. So I think that was a big part of it. And, you know, he also would, um, you know, I'd see him go through his own shit and I'd see him, you know, be a human being and then literally, you know, have rituals or practices or do whatever it takes to, to feel good. And then the whole house felt good. Um, he also uh, made people kind of assess things out if people are living in the house and they had conflict. He'd play what was called the truth game, which was very intense where you have to sit in a circle and literally just speak your mind good or bad you couldn't badger anybody or anything like that but um, however you felt you just needed to let it out so there was different things that he did to make it feel really amazing but there was also times where i pissed him off and he did not make it feel good (laughs) and that's what i was kind of saying i was in his kitchen one time and i remember him just coming at me again and i said uh i said you know why do you keep you know doing this to me or something or like why do you you know keep treating me like this and and he said and he goes and it was like the whole room started shaking and he, it was so intense and he was like who is this me you keep referring to and i was just like for the first time it kind of clicked you know i was like literally stumped like oh man this me doesn't exist like what am i defending you know like so that's a that's a big part of the practice too is understanding that you have nothing to defend yeah there's never a time where you have anything to defend and if you are defending something it's probably fake it's probably something that you propped up you know yeah um so the toltec practice especially when it goes into um the art of of teaching yourself it can get very deep um because as human beings and as spiritual beings there's many layers to us um and he also taught me that there's many forms of senses you know that was one thing that i learned with him and plant medicines is um you know there's you know probably 10 to 20 senses that we haven't even tapped into as human beings wow. and the, Tol- the toltecs have their own philosophy on on why that's happening and, and how to kind of um stop that from happening um, as far as us just being so caught in this mental consciousness but a big part of it was shifting mental consciousness and your focus on mental consciousness and living with mental consciousness to living with heart consciousness okay yeah coming from there and that's what i think that when you are living from your heart what the toltecs call your heart's path if you're on your heart's path synchronicity accelerates okay 
right? So if you if if you are maintaining, you know, if I was if I was to go to Chris and talk to him from my mental consciousness, the dude would literally ignore me. But if I was expressing instead of thinking about what I, you know what I mean, thinking. Yeah talking about what I'm thinking, instead of doing that, I'm literally just expressing from my heart, mm-hmm. things starts to become congruent, and it also allows people a safe space to come from their heart as well. So, I, you know, I, I joke around, I tend to be somebody that I either is very inspirational to people, mm-hmm. or it's just a, a brick wall that they crash up against because they don't want to see that. You know, I, I lost a lot of friends after living with Chris just because I was doing so much personal work um, that the people around me that didn't want to look at that kind of stuff, they didn't, they don't want to be around me anymore because yeah. I'm sitting there going, man, I'm working on this and this and this for these and these reasons. A lot of people are like, I'm going to go get drunk. This guy sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I do, man. That's, that's what I feel like I'm going through right now. And I, I was going to ask you, do you feel like for the conclusion and breakthroughs that you came to, do you feel like people can get to that same um, maybe outcome or experience or lesson in different paths? Like- Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think, you know, at first, when I first started the Toltec path, it was so, you know, enlightening and successful for me consciously um, because for me, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, mentally, my heart, what I wanted to accomplish, and, and not only just the depression, the insecurities, you know, that I had suffered throughout my life. For me, I didn't have a choice in it. You know, I had to do something and find some sort of spiritual path to, to help me out and, and help progress. And when I first started it, I recommended it to everybody. I was yeah. just like, oh man, dude, you gotta do this. It's so amazing. Go read these books and meet Chris. And a couple, it was about like a year into it or something. I was just like, don't do this. This is not for everybody. Like, <laughs> because you do like, especially in the Toltec path, if you take it serious, you make commitments to the earth and to own spirit that you can't take back right um, and you know it's not pretty like if, if you want to really cess your shit out and start unraveling the onion that is you um you're not gonna always like what you find there's i agree, I agree man and that's what that's kind of a wall that i've hit recently was like you know it's like I don't know what it is, man. Like, I'm serious. Like, I don't want to be a real estate coach. Like, I don't want to deal with people asking me questions all day. But I just, like, I guess for myself, like, when you say unraveling the layers, like, I know, I know firsthand how hard that is as well. Like, you know, like, just facing the mirror and being accountable for things you don't like about yourself and then still having to go about, you know, taking on extra things when you're being ambitious and carrying on as if you're not that you know like you're the better person than that yeah i um, think I, I, sorry go ahead no, no, go uh, i was just gonna say like that's that's something i've definitely i feel like what you just said is maybe what i'm going through right now and i um i had i, I read something today that just clicked and it was i would get frustrated because i get such a high off just literally just like i want people to see people do well because i've been in that bad spot mentally and it's like that's the most valuable thing you could do for somebody is just like make them see the world better you know and um, I was, I, it would get me frustrated because it's like, dude, are people not listening to what I'm saying? You know, and it's like, it's like, and it, it went from like, you know, this is, it's like, you think when you talk about the me stuff, it's like, this is the truth. Like they got me here, but it's like, really, there is no truth to me. It's like, it's your truth. It's like your own 
you're finding your own truth and no one can tell no one has the answers that you're looking for if you really want to go here if you want to stay over here then people will tell you everything to keep you there but like if you really want i think want to take that next level it's like what you said you know cutting friends off and it sucks you know but it's like you have to or because a lot of those people too it's like what is why it's like why are you why are people friends with people and i've said before it's like sometimes you know you enter into a relationship with friends and people because you're you know insecure and you want people around you and then you realize like oh dang this doesn't feel how i thought it would and you kind of want to pull out from that and it's like oh i got to look back on how this started in the first place not why i'm here you know so that's something that over time is kind of you know i think and, and, and under on a lot of people I, i'm starting to realize too it's like i think a lot of people would have a it, it's easier to deal with what you said unraveling the layers if you understand what's going on if you don't know what's going on it's like you feel like you're dying you know it's like but it, it's i don't know um i think that's that was a really good point but once you so you finished up in uh with the medicine man and then you came what what were you what was your first gig once you finished up with that um so after i you know i had the the career in in you know real estate timeshare for a while um i you know i think you know just to kind of backtrack just a little bit you know i think that you know, one thing that I think is really important to to share as far as, you know, kind of uh, what happened with, you know, my story was when I was in the Caribbean, um, I kind of had to have a dark night of the soul. You know, I, 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 I couldn't sleep one night. I, you know, literally went to the beach and I put my knees in the sand and I just started talking to spirit. I started telling it what I wanted and how I wanted it and, you know, how I wanted to help. But I think, um, a big part of shifting into a more successful or just shifting in general is just giving up. Um, yeah. And literally, there's a, a big part of if you can give up on what you think the way things should be and you bear yourself genuinely to spirit or God or whatever you believe in, um, it, it responds. Um, yeah. Have you read, um, I'm sure you have, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra? No, no, I haven't actually. He, he talks about that in there. That's, um, it's called, it's one of the laws he mentions is the law of detachment. So uh, he talks about in order to really be, the, the whole concept obviously is being successful spiritually. Um, and in, in essence, that creates external you know, success. But he talks about um, the law of detachment, which is what you just said, like detaching from the outcome of, the situation like just appreciate I think, I think kind of what I was getting to was a, a little bit deeper in the sense of just truly bearing your soul to source okay and and yeah 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 fair enough not only just a detachment of outcome or or how it's going to happen because that's super important you never really want to attach yourself to how something's going to happen yeah um, you want to focus on what you want but not how you're going to get it um, because the universe is way better than you at making things happen. Yeah. So I think, you know, a big part of it was, um, you know, I've had numerous kind of midlife crises and I've, I've, I've really uh, not only embraced them, but we're, we're very grateful for them for me to finally, you know, get so sick of a situation 
Um, and that's what my mentor taught me is that nothing changes until you're completely sick of yourself, right? And you know, that's the way that he worded it is that, you know, it's too hard to look at yourself. So you're not really going to do it until you're completely fed up. Yeah. And, and I was, you know, fed up. I had everything that I thought that I was ever going to want. I, you know, when you sell timeshare in real estate, your your retirement plan is to live in the Caribbean itself, right? You know, yeah. go on an island. I was already there. I was like 26. I was killing it. And I was completely unhappy. So I had to just go bare my, you know, just literally one night, just, you know, looking at the stars and the moon and just bearing my soul uh, and being completely open and vulnerable. And then literally two days later, I got invited to go live with the shaman in Colorado. That's insane. I, I never even met the man, never even talked to him. That is insane. I friended him on Facebook the next day and he immediately messaged me saying, it looks like the family's grown larger. That is wild, man. And th there's, it's there's something like I get goosebumps like hearing that because there is something about when you're just in tune like that things just line up man people find you like it just it ma things match up how that's they're supposed that's to. That's the best way that I can express it is that if you you fall, if you're on your heart's path synchronicity accelerates but here's the thing the mind shouts but the heart whispers so if if you can't get your mind to be quiet or at least not subscribe to it because it's never going to stop that monkey mind's not going to stop right yeah. it, it's literally just a reflection of your consciousness it's not even real right but if you can get that thing to start to quiet down or at least once again get to a place where you're not really listening to all of it I mean, when I was living with Chris, I called it becoming the Gestapo of my mind. I, if I had a thought, I'd literally be like, buy your papers, show me the papers, where'd you come from? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, is this coming? You know, especially the negative stuff that doesn't serve me. And I was finally able to start to see that like, these thoughts aren't all me. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say that they're coming from another place, but I'm just saying like, that's not really me. That doesn't, and it doesn't serve me. So if, 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 as a warrior in the Toltec tradition, if you can silence that or, or detach that, you can actually start to hear what the heart's whispering, and then you can start to live in more synchronicity. And I think that, you know, one of the things, the best way that I could describe it, because I think one of the things I really did enjoy is I worked my ass off to get to the point that I was. I worked my ass off when I lived with my mentor in Colorado. And then I would go meet 20 year olds that were at the exact same space spiritually and, and at, a, at a level of maturity. And I just thought it was such a beautiful thing that not only does it just come naturally to some people, but you can um, acquire that type of you know conscious freedom from any practice that you subscribe to. Yeah. Um, as long as it's you know from your heart, you know there's a, a great you know writer and he said. You know, if you walk into a spiritual store, there's all kinds of stuff. There's voodoo, there's the Bibles, there's tarot cards. And they asked him, well, which one's right? And he said, whichever ones you, you become attracted to. Um, and so for somebody like yourself, you know, the, the, the easiest way that I could share it when you're going through kind of unraveling these layers and, and figuring out what's helping and what's not is I, I was able to kind of break it down to three statements. Be aware, right? So be as aware as you can possibly be at all times. So your thoughts, your actions, like what you're talking about. Hey, why did I get into this friendship? Why did I not? Be completely aware, as aware as you can possibly be about what's going on. And then be completely honest 
with yourself about what you what you're being aware of, what you find in your awareness, um, and and be completely honest with yourself. And then the last thing is stay in love. So be aware, be honest, and stay in love. And when I say stay in love, I mean stay in love with everything. Yeah. Um, you have one thing that that I think is important to realize is that anything that you've ever enjoyed in your entire life has come from a space of love. Mm -hmm. Even us as human beings, at one point, somebody loved each other enough and yeah. created enough space enough to literally make you. Yeah. So even ourselves, so everything that we've ever enjoyed in our life comes from a space of love. So I think it was really important, be aware, be honest, stay in love. So no matter what you believe in, I think that that was kind of, I think that, uh, you know, that made sense to me as far as how to share it with people very simply, you know, kind yeah, of what, what I, I love that. Practice. I love that. Um, so talk to me now, I guess, uh, on your New York life, right? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely wanted to share with you kind of what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, keep going, please. Keep going, please. After I left Chris, because Chris isn't, the, the story of living with Chris in Colorado is insane. I mean, I, I could go into that for a long time. It was absolutely insane. It was the first guy that ever really showed me that this physical reality is not that as not as as hard as we think it is. It's very yeah. malleable, right? You know, there's uh, energetic. You know, viewing things from an energetic standpoint really helped me out a lot. Um, but I ended up uh, having a kid, and so I left Colorado. I moved back to Austin, 